Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks guys. Talk to you soon. You are listening to the Build Your Network podcast. If you're tired of the old way of networking, the business cards, the awkward conversations, and the aggressive pitches, but you know how crucial your network is to your success in life, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Build Your Network, the only top-rated show committed to helping you master content networking, foster real relationships, increase your authority, and build the network of your dreams. Listen in on conversations with world-class entrepreneurs, authors, thought leaders, and more as we deconstruct their best strategies for your success. So get ready to burn your business cards, ditch the name tag, and discover the new way to network with your host, Travis Chappell. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Build Your Network. Today, I'm sitting down with my boy, Andy Storch. Andy is a consultant, coach, author, speaker, and connector. He's the host of two podcasts, including The Talent Development Hot Seat and The Andy Storch Show, as well as the author of the upcoming book, Own Your Career, Own Your Life, and the founder and host of the Talent Development Think Tank Conference and Community. Most importantly, Andy is a husband, father, and friend who's on a mission to get the absolute most out of life and inspire others to do the same. Andy, what's up, man? Welcome to the show. Travis, what's up, man? Thank you so much for having me. I'm a big fan of yours. And uh, I feel like it's been a long time coming since we first met a few years ago. I'm excited to dig in. You know, it's funny because there's a few, a few people that I remember meeting at because it was Podcast Movie in 2017 that we met, which was literally a week, maybe two weeks after I launched my podcast. And right. uh, so that was like the first ever business conference I ever attended. And I do remember if, like just a few of the people that I met there because we got along really well and you were definitely one of them. So it's kind of funny now, like come full circle to see, you know, everything that's changed in between the time that we met and now. So uh, really, really just so many things, like too many things to, to count or even talk yeah. about. <laughs> well, you had, you had just launched your podcast and I had just launched my first podcast maybe a couple of months before that. 
And it was the first time I went to a podcast conference or, a, you know, kind of a business conference for me that wasn't for a company I was working for. And uh, it's amazing to see what we've both accomplished since then with multiple podcasts and growing a brand and books and all that sort of stuff. Just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it goes to show you like, it seems like three years is a really long time when you're going through it. But then uh, when you look at it, it's like, oh, three years is such a short period of time. But like so much can happen in that time frame, you know what I mean? Which gives me hope for the future. Because like anything that like is currently existing in my life that I don't like about it, you can always change it and it'll look so much different in three years if you do it on purpose, you know? Um, so so true. Uh, let's go ahead and jump in, man. I'm excited about your new book, Own Your Career, Own Your Life. Before we get started and jump into the, the bulk of the interview here, what, what's a really good place that you want people to go pick up that book at? Uh, you know, Amazon's the best and easiest. I've got the book on there. I also created a companion journal to go along with the book, uh, Own Your Career, Own Your Life. Same thing. You can just search that on Amazon. Uh, but we also have a website with some free resources and uh, the place where you can buy uh, signed copies and bulk orders at ownyourcareerownyourlife.com. Perfect. So uh, if you're an Amazon person, just head over to Amazon. If not, own your, own your career, own your life.com um, is the place to go. So Annie, let's talk a little bit about what brought you to this point. Um, I know that you were um, kind of living that corporate life for a while, right? Like you, like you just kind of uh, alluded to it earlier that you were traveling around for companies and stuff. So let's take it back pre-college days, high school time. You know, Talk to me about high school, Andy, parents, family life, where'd you live, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I grew up in Orlando, Florida. And uh, high school, Andy was a very uh, shy kid. I grew up playing a lot of sports, baseball and things like that. But I didn't have very many friends. So I was very shy. I was afraid to talk to anybody in high school. Mm-hmm. I get I played some sports, but I had probably five core friends. I, I went to, uh, you know, I was afraid I didn't, you know, wasn't in the cool kids club, was afraid to talk to girls, all that sort of stuff. And um, things really changed a lot. I know you're, you're big on networking. When I got to college and I went to University of Florida, which is a huge school, 50,000 students, and um, I pledged a fraternity. And I, I remember telling my parents, I'm going to make a change. I'm going to stop being shy. My mom remembers me telling the story. And uh, it was kind of like a, you know, almost like a light bulb switch. It changed over time, but, uh, you know, learned how to really socialize and, and meet friends and saw how much that can benefit my life and ended up being, you know, elected to positions as, you know, eventually president of the fraternity and that sort of stuff. And then I progressed from there. I met my wife, Courtney, in college at the University of Florida. We eventually moved out to California and we both got uh, grad degrees at University of Southern California. Uh, and um, that's where I really started to get serious about networking. Actually, all changed in 2005. I read a book called Never Eat Alone by Keith Ferrazzi. Mm, and yeah. uh, that just changed the game for me in terms of being really intentional with my approach to networking. And I, I went to uh, business school on a mission. And my, my main mission was I want to meet as many people as possible and get to know people and make a lot of friends because the network is everything. And yeah. so that's what I did. And um, I ended up being, again, elected president of the, my class my first year and then president of the whole MBA program, 700 people a couple of years later. And it was solely because I knew more people than anybody else. Not that you know yeah. those positions shouldn't necessarily be a popularity contest, but let's be honest, right? Like, I mean, that's what they are. They know. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I did everything, you know, just meeting people different ways, going for drinks after class, getting rides, carpooling with people um, to just always be getting to know different people and, and getting to know them. And that has paid off over the years with all the great connections. And then I've continued to build that. Yeah. I love the idea of turning a weakness of yours into a strength. And I'm curious if you have any thoughts on when that is merited and when that should be ignored 
Meaning that I'm, I'm a big fan of what Gary Vee talks about in terms of you should triple down on your strengths and yeah. um, kind of forget your weaknesses in a, in a sense, I, in, in a certain type of a way. Um, but I also think that there are just some skill sets that you can't just shove down and pass off to somebody else. So do you have any thoughts around that? I, don't, I know that was kind of like a conglomerate question that didn't really yeah. have a clear direction. No, I, but. I'm with you on that because I am a big fan. I talk about it in the book and understanding your strengths and weaknesses. Self-awareness is really important. And as you move towards your dream career, business, whatever it is, hopefully you're spending most of your time leveraging your strengths and you're not as worried about your weaknesses so for example, one of my strengths is building relationships, talking to people, doing what you and I do. One of my weaknesses is I'm not very detail-oriented. So I had several jobs throughout my career as an analyst and a project manager that required me to be detail-oriented that I failed at. I did not do well with it. And it was because I had that weakness. Now I could work all day on that and maybe I could get better at it. But in the end, I think it's better for me to find a way to spend more time on my strengths and delegate or outsource that, right? So now I have an assistant who helps me manage my business and she takes care of a lot of the detail-oriented stuff. So in cases like that, I do think it's better to double, triple down in your strengths and try to delegate, outsource your weaknesses. However, if your weakness or your your self-described weakness happens to be in an area that is critical for having a successful life and business, like building a network, I think it's worth looking at how can I make some changes, getting some training, listen to a podcast like yours, investing in a coach or a group or reading books and just saying like, yeah, I'm shy. It's hard for me to talk to people, but I want to find a way to get past that because I just see so many benefits to being able to build a network or whatever that thing is that you want to do. So I guess it just depends on how valuable that skill is and how much you want it and how much it's going to benefit you and your business. Sure. And I think some of it will probably come down to self-awareness around whether it's an actual weakness of yours or if it's just something that makes you a little bit uncomfortable. Right. Uh, because I think that there's you know a little bit of disparity between those two things that some people will give just kind of claim that they're an introvert because it's a little bit uncomfortable to talk to people. And it's like, well, right. I mean, let's really dissect that. Like, do you really, like, is this something that is actually true or are you making it out to be a lot bigger so that you can have an excuse to avoid the next, you know, mixer or whatever it's going to be? Yeah. But, but anyway, I, I do want to shift the conversation a little bit back to, to, to what you were able to do at, at the beginning of your career. So turned a weakness into a strength and built an amazing network of people, president of your fraternity, president of your MBA program at, at, a, at a prestigious you know, college. It wasn't like you were doing this at you know, um, UTI or something like that. Um, but it was like a, at, at you know, USC. And so you were able to take something, turn it into a strength. How did that affect your ability to enter into the job market after that program was done? Well, number one, it, it built a lot of confidence in that I can go out and talk to a lot of different people and find out what I can find out. And number two, it opened up a lot of opportunities for me. So when I was in business school trying to figure out what I wanted to do and go get a job in, I started reaching out to a lot of alumni doing uh, you know, information interviews, which is something mm -hmm. I always recommend. I talk about in my book. And uh, it was amazing. I'd reached out to 20 people to ask them like, hey, can, I, can we just get coffee or get on the phone? You tell me what you do so I can learn more about it. And I'm expecting, maybe if I'm lucky, 50% will say yes to me, but it was like 90%, right? Like one person said no, everybody said yes. So I was getting yeah. on all these calls all the time, getting to know people. My biggest challenge at the time was I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. So we'd get to a point where they'd say, Hey, it's great talking to you. If how can I help you? Where do you want to go? And I'm like, I don't know. So that was that was more on me. 
having that network opened things up and and it it actually benefited me greatly a little bit later when I was in a job working for a big insurance company in LA and I realized I hated it and I wanted to make a change. And I decided that I wanted to get into sales. I figured, you know, I, I hadn't worked in sales, but I heard, and I know Travis, you've got a strong background in sales, but I heard that's the place to be to really build your people skills, to make money, all that sort of stuff. So I reached out to my friend, Adam Boggs, who I had met through business school. I didn't know him that well because we were in different classes. But I knew he had worked in sales. So I sent him an email and said, you know, hey, I'm thinking about getting into sales. Can you give me any tips? And he wrote back and said, oh, I just started this really cool consulting company. You should check it out. And then he ended up getting me an interview, coaching me through the whole process because it was a really difficult interview process. Uh, and they flew me up to San Francisco and I nailed the interview because of his introduction and his help at a company that I never would have heard of. It was a dream job. I never would have found it without him. And I don't know if I would have gotten the interview without his help and coaching. And that was all based on relationships, right? Having that network. Um, he got me that job. I ended up working there for seven years. Uh, he became one of my best friends. And we both got to travel all over the world, creating and running workshops for companies and on different continents and different countries. And it was just an amazing experience. And it all happened because of that connection with him. And then the next thing I did also, I was like, oh, I'm getting a little bored with this. I'd like to do something where I can run more of my own business. And I was having a conversation with my friend Bennett, who invited me to come partner with him in his business. Just said, oh, you should come work with me. Easy. And then that's <laughs> nice. what I did, right? And then the next move to go out on my own where I am now um, also was a conversation with him. Like, hey, you're doing this. It looks like you better suited to do that. You know, why don't you go ahead and make this move? I'll, I'll fully support you. So everything that has happened for me in my career and business-wise opportunities have all come from relationships. Yeah, that's the big thing, man, is, is opportunity. Like you just said it right there. I, I, there's 700-something other people in that MBA program, which to me tells you that knowledge is, uh, especially now, is in abundance. That, yes. that there are a lot of people getting access to the, to the, to the right information. A lot of people getting access to the right, to the right knowledge. But there's not a lot of people that are getting access to the right people. And with the right people comes opportunity. And if you have the right knowledge and you're a competent worker who's ambitious and eager to learn, then if you get around the right people, then the right opportunities will come your way. And I think the opportunities are... I say all that to say that opportunities are the things that are... In, that are, that are uh, you know, there's a shortage of. Mm. Uh, the knowledge is there. There's, yeah. I mean, you, can, you can binge for years uh, the amount of content out there on YouTube and, and podcasts and all these other things that are totally available for free, let alone right. the different you know, um, colleges and, and master's programs and doctorate programs. Like, there's so much knowledge information out there. But ultimately, the thing that's going to bring you the differentiated success, the, the slight edge that uh, will put you up into that you know, top tier of, of whether it's a career or a, a business venture or opportunity. I think that's really, that's really made in the relationship you know, arena. Um, it seems to be that you've proved that a lot throughout your own life. In terms of the book, we've touched on a couple of things already, just kind of naturally, just from having the conversation, which I assumed would happen. But what are a couple of other things that you hope people will take away from your book that they may not be thinking about currently? Yeah. So first of all, the main concept is I want people to take ownership of their career and their life. So that means you take full responsibility, you take initiative, uh, you take action towards your goals and your dreams. And if you're not happy with your current situation or you have a big goal you want to work on, you don't wait for your manager or someone else to come to you or clients to come to you with a request. You initiate those conversations. You have the conversation with your manager. You have the conversation with clients and, and friends. 
you set the goals and then you start taking action to go out and achieve those. This is about not drifting along like a lot of people are doing in reaction mode, but really taking that full responsibility for everything going on in your career and almost treating your career and your life like it's a business, right? You can't blame other people, um, not play the victim, you know, really take that ownership mindset. The second part of the book is about preparing for the future, whatever that may be. It could be a career change, could be a job loss, it could be the future of work and how jobs are changing. And that entails uh, investing in continuous learning. So you're always learning uh, more about your craft, whatever it may be. Uh, the second thing is really big is about building a network. Uh, I've got a couple chapters on that, how and where to go out and build your network. And then the third piece is building a personal brand to help ensure your success down the road, which is essentially your reputation in the marketplace, right? Within your company, outside your company. And then the, uh, the third section of the book is all about owning your life. Uh, it's a lot about mindset, dealing with things like comparison and a lot of little things you can do to really set yourself up for success and achieve your goals. All the things that I've used and learned over the years to help me achieve a lot of big things like uh, starting podcasts, hosting conferences, hosting virtual summits, launching a book, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And you've done... Uh, the, the thing that I respect about what you've done, Andy, too, is that a lot of this stuff kind of goes against conventional wisdom in a way, uh, because these are the things that you don't really learn in, in college. At least I didn't. And maybe maybe you did um, right. in no. some of those MBA programs or whatever. But, but yeah, these are the things that like build a personal brand. What does that even mean? Like, There's no course. There's no college you know, degree on building your right. personal brand or... Even networking, there's still nothing on networking. Like you have to take some like advanced communication classes and have a you know uh, a guest lecturer come in who wrote a book that one time to talk about networking for an hour. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's crazy to me that it's seemingly the the most important and valuable things, skill sets that we need to have in order to have a successful career or business or whatever. That we we're not we're not getting access to any of that information. So what I like about your book is that it comes from somebody who's a practitioner of those things while you were in the corporate world. Still, you know what I mean? Like you weren't you weren't like for for me. It's a little bit easier to wrap my mind around a lot of those concepts and ideas that you were just talking about because in entrepreneurship, that's what everybody does. Like you kind of have to do it. You you got to build right. a personal brand. You got to get out to some some you know conferences and talk to people. You got to go do these things. But if you're if you're an employee, a lot of times you can kind of just get comfortable with being comfortable. And, and, and not continue to push yourself and not invest in a personal learning course or start a podcast or worry about your personal brand because, oh, I got my salary already. I don't have to worry about any mm -hmm. of those things. I already got my job. But maybe that's the reason that you're stuck where you are. Maybe that's the reason you're not getting a promotion. Maybe that's the reason that you feel unfulfilled and stuck in your work. You know what I mean? There's so many things that you talk about, which I really appreciate you for, for bringing those things to light. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a 
a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. As we kind of uh, talk a little bit more on the networking vein uh, too, Andy, I got to ask you this question. Uh, as you know, this is the one, it's my staple question, the one I ask every guest that's ever come on. So I got to ask you this, who you know or what you know, which of those two do you think is a more valuable asset in life and why? Oh, who you know, 100%, because who you know leads to what you know. Like I, again, like the information, like you said, is out there. Most of what I learn is from other people. And yeah. the more people I know, the more stuff I learn. So all the people I've met along this journey, uh, it's been so valuable for me. It's the reason why I continue to network and meet people. It's the reason why I join mastermind groups and hire coaches. And uh, anytime I'm, in, I'm going out on a new endeavor, I'll usually you know, uh, join a course or uh, hire a coach or someone who's done that before. It's like when I hosted a virtual summit earlier this year, I took a course from a guy who has done tons of them. Uh, when I started working on this book, I took a course from a woman who's published over 50 books to learn everything about the self-publishing process um, and joined her mastermind as well so I can continue to grow my empire around that. So yeah, definitely all, all about who you know. Yeah, how did that, uh, just out of curiosity, side note here, how did that virtual summit go for you? The virtual summit went really well, I think. You know, I didn't know quite what to expect from it, but I had hosted an in-person conference uh, back in January. I remember you and I were planning our first conferences around the same time. Yeah. And um, I wanted to do something in the virtual space to give people in talent development, which has been my niche, a, a place to go learn uh, and connect with each other. And I went out and found a bunch of amazing speakers. It was a five-day summit. I had 32 speakers, which side note, I love in-person events. And Travis, you and I, similar. I was going to a lot of conferences just to meet people before the pandemic. Um, all of that's obviously changed. One of the beautiful things about virtual summit is you can bring a lot more speakers on, right? You don't have to fly people in and sure, you know sure. find slots on the stage and stuff. So I had 32 speakers, which in itself was well worth it to build relationships with all of those speakers through like the interview process and everything. And I made it free to attend with some upgrade options. And we had uh, nearly 2,000 people register and uh, it was profitable, made some money, built a lot of great relationships. Um, I think it helped build my brand and authority in that space. Sure. So uh, I would say it was was pretty successful. Yeah, overall, pretty 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 solid. You, you view yourself doing another one in 2021? Yeah, I'm I'm starting to map out. You know, you and I are recording this in December. I'm mapping out my Q1 2021, and I'd like to do one in probably February or March timeframe. Uh, more around the books. So it'll be like the Own Your Career Virtual Summit, and I'll bring yeah. in more speakers in like the career development type space and things like that. And create a resource for people who are in those careers. It could be beneficial if you're running a business too. But you know, I, I wanted to address, actually go back just to a comment you made earlier to say one of the reasons I wrote this book is that there is a lot of advice out there on building a network and a brand and, um, and that sort of stuff. But it seems to be mostly geared towards entrepreneurs. 
And I wanted to create something for corporate professionals who are, are like, you know, I'm never going to be an entrepreneur, right? Like you and I love being an entrepreneur. A lot of people have no interest, right? They want to work for a it's company. Good for them. <laughs> right. Great, great for them, right? Yeah, exactly. Like I, they I want the security and the benefits and like they have no appetite for the risk, which is totally fine, but they want to be happy. They want to be fulfilled. So I wanted to create a resource for them to say like, hey, it's totally fine to stay working for companies. Let's find a job that's fulfilling for you and build yeah. a network and a brand that'll support you. Just do better at it. Yeah, yeah like just just do it in a just do it on a higher level. Make it make it your own. And um, and I think that I think those people are going to see better results. But that was literally the first thing that I thought of um, when you were telling me uh, a few of the, the the sections of the book and stuff. Is that wow? This sounds like a book that's written for entrepreneurs, but within a corporate context, which. From what I understand, and I've never really been in the corporate world, but from the people that I know that are really successful over there, that's really the key is you have to be entrepreneurial just within the corporate environment. And those are the people that are most successful in that space are, um, especially with you know some of the more innovating type of companies that aren't afraid of entrepreneurial employees. Um, like you have to, you get paid for the amount of value that you can bring to the marketplace, regardless of if you're an entrepreneur or if you're an employee somewhere. And if you are an employee that continues to improve themselves and make themselves more valuable by whatever it is, having a big presence on Instagram or starting a podcast or um, writing a book or getting to know these five other people that work at this other firm that could potentially bring in more business for your company, like whatever those things are, you're becoming a more valuable asset for that company, which means you get paid more money. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's so mind blowing to me sometimes, man, how some people are so confused as to why, you know, they, they can't, they can't get paid more or, you know, they, they can't get this job or that job or whatever. And it's like, well, what 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 are you doing right now to to make yourself the person that stands out from all the other people? What are you doing right now to invest in yourself so that other people will want to invest in you? You know, because we all want everybody to invest in us. We we all want our you know we want our 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 spouse to invest in our vision for life. We want our boss to invest in us and give us a raise. We want. You know our mentors to invest time in us. Like we want everybody to give us and give us and give us and invest in us. But then, like you're not even willing to do that yourself. Like you're not willing to take some time and read a book or take some time and like buy a course with your own money. Yeah, I know it's a novel idea, but like buy a course, study it, get better at something, implement it, make yourself a better version of yourself. You know what I mean? Like at that point, if you're doing the investing in you first. People are going to follow suit, man. Like people, people like to see that kind of stuff. And you can totally stop me at any point because, like I said, I'm not in the corporate world, so I could be totally off yeah. on this. But that's what I've heard and been my. Experience. No, you're you're so right. And what's interesting, again, you know, I wanted to create in this book. I, I've had several friends who are entrepreneurs read this book and say they absolutely love it. Um, I, I had corporate professionals in mind, uh, but there's tons of great information in there, whether you're an employee or an entrepreneur. Um, but for you know employees you've got to invest in these things to help you in your career. A lot of people think that like, oh, I've got the degree, I'm good at this thing and I'll be recognized and I'll move up for that. But that's not the case. Like I said, every job opportunity I've gotten has been through relationships. Most successful people I talk to in the corporate space, most of the jobs they've gotten have come through the network and through relationships. And even if you're trying to say, apply for a new job inside your own company, you know, you're applying through the internal system, whatever it may be. If you already have a relationship with people in that, that other group or with that hiring manager, 
guess what? You're going to have an edge over other people. And then when it comes to the personal brand and the reputation, there's a myth out there that people are just rewarded based on the quality of their work. And it's not true, right? Mm, it's, yeah. the, it's the reputation that you have that gets you that job, especially for internal job changes and hires. You know, you think about, I always like to use this example of two people, let's say John and Jenny, and, uh, you know, they're considering them for a job or a project internally. And John has a lot more experience, probably a lot more skills, but he's known to be a little bit hard to work with. He can be a little bit irritable. Uh, he's not really a team player. Jenny doesn't have quite as much experience, but she's very collaborative. She's fun. Um, she's interesting and she's got a lot of potential. Like, who are you going to hire for that, that job, right? It, right? it depends on the situation, but I think most people are going to hire Jenny and say, you know what, maybe she doesn't have much experience, but I want to hire a worker, somebody that I enjoy working with. She has a reputation, right. a strong brand of being something who, someone who's collaborative and easy to get along with. And that's going to get her, job, her the job more than the skills that she has, which is why it's so important that we think about these things. Right. And she's got the ambition to get in and learn and mm-hmm. you know, make the most of that position instead of, instead of coming from a position of entitlement, uh, which just makes you resent your job, even though it might be a great job. She you know, might be coming in with, a, uh, with an attitude of excitement around, right. around the potential that could be in this new position. And yeah, so I, I totally, totally agree with you on that, man. So as we, as we kind of get things, you know, start to wrap, wrap, wrap up things right now, what would be your advice now for the entrepreneurial crowd that might be tuning into this? So of the things that we've been talking about, networking, you know, building a personal brand, what would, be, what would be the main takeaway that you think... Because I know you said you've had a few entrepreneurial friends that have gone through and been like, this is awesome. Um, so, so for the entrepreneurial crowd, what, what are you hoping that they would take away from, from the book? So for the entrepreneurial crowd, uh, there's a lot of great information in here on, like I said, learning, building the network, building the brand. That all stuff's really important. I think what I've written and included in there, which is an amalgamation of what I learned from tons of different um, experts and gurus uh, about mindset is the most important thing, especially as we're in these challenging times. The business world is changing. You know, 2020 has been crazy, right? The pandemic, when the pandemic hit, my whole business was selling and running in-person training workshops. And I was flying around the country running leadership development programs. And my whole business shut down. And I was able to, to pivot and kind of revamp my entire business to something that I'm doing now. And I'm on pace to probably have my highest income year ever, which is amazing. But it goes back to pivoting and having the right mindset to look at the challenge and say, what opportunities does this create? And so I've included a lot of great stuff in there about mindset, how to make that shift. And I think the most successful entrepreneurs that I know, and Travis, you might attest to this as well, have this growth mindset, this ability to pivot and shift and try new things. And if they don't work out, then learn from that and then try the next. And I think that 2020 has required a lot of that. 2021 may it well as, as well. We don't really know what's coming. That stuff's really important. And how to face challenges, failures, mistakes when they come up. Um, in the book, I have uh, three questions to ask anytime you're facing a big challenge. The first one is what's great about this? So there's almost always some silver linings that come with you know, any big challenge. For instance, COVID shut a lot of things down. It shut down my business, but I have two young kids and I've been home with my kids every single night for the last 10 months. That's an amazing silver lining um, that has been really great about it. The second question is, what can I learn from this? There's almost always lessons in every failure, mistake, challenge that come up. Uh, and then the third question is, what does this make possible? So does this create a new opportunity for you? And the example is, uh, Travis, in 2019, you and I were both planning conferences at the same time. 
Yeah. Our first conferences for to be held in November. Yours was in November in Las Vegas, and mine was in Sonoma, California. And uh, I don't know if you remember this because there were a lot of big wildfires in 2020 as well. But in November 2019, there were huge wildfires over California, including the Kincaid wildfire in Sonoma County. And the wildfire actually came into town, Santa Rosa, and I had to evac- and they evacuated the hotel where we were having the conference one week before the conference. Oh, we got to send an email out to 150 people saying. I know you're flying in for this conference, but we're actually going to postpone it because there's a wildfire in the town and the hotel just got evacuated. We have people flying in from the UK, Canada, all over the US, the islands, and nobody blamed us, of course. It wasn't our fault, but it was still tough. Um, We were able to miraculously find a date in January that worked for all of our speakers. And we had four big name speakers who were flying all over the place um, and we were able to get them booked in. Now, the reason I bring this up is because I say, what does this make possible? Well, there were some people that had booked tickets for the original conference that couldn't make the new dates in January, but there were also some people who couldn't make it in November who could now make the dates in January. And some of those people I've built great relationships with have become clients. One of them just bought 550 books for the career week and their, their, of, of my books for their company. Wow. Um, another one is looking at doing the same thing for his company. And uh, those are relationships I wouldn't have been able to build if it wasn't for that fire postponing the event. So the third question is, what is it when you see a challenge come up, what does it make possible? What opportunities does it create? They're always there. Love it, man. It's been a really, really fun conversation. It's always great to be able to sit down with uh, people that I have a prior relationship with because it seems like it's such an easy conversation and the time goes by too quickly. So we, I know we got to wrap up here. I got another interview coming up and I'm sure you got a bunch of other stuff on your plate. So any any closing piece of advice before we take off? Just to remind people that nobody cares more about your career than you do, right? You might, if you work in a company, you might have a manager who is caring and gives you some coaching and feedback. Your mom definitely loves you, right? But nobody cares more about your career than you do. So you have to be the one to take the initiative, to take the responsibility, to write down the goals, to reach out to people, to invest your money and time in building a network, in taking courses, in learning, Um, and building the career or the business that you want. No one else is going to do it for you. You got to do it for yourself. So go out there and own your career. Own your career, ownyourlife.com. Head over there, check out Andy's book and reach out to him over on social. Say what's up. Tell him you heard about him here on the show. Andy, thanks so much for coming on, man. Had a blast. Travis, thank you so much for the opportunity. I appreciate it. You are amazing. And uh, thank you everybody for listening. That's it for this episode. If you want to connect with Travis and other like-minded people who also listen to the show, then you're going to want to head over to travischapel.com slash group to join his free Facebook group, Podcast to Profit. Travis will see you there. And remember to leave every relationship better than you found it. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.